Amen. If you have a Bible, would you open with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 9? 2 Corinthians chapter 9. Merry Christmas to you. I'm glad that you're here. Glad that all of our little ones are with us today. And so if you're sitting next to a little one, yeah. Or if you're holding a little one in your lap, it's going to be okay. We're going to make it through the service today. Excited to be preaching for us today. God's word is wonderful because it shows us the wonderful love and grace that we've been shown in Jesus Christ. So one short verse for us today, 2 Corinthians chapter 9, starting in verse 15. It says, thanks be to God for his inexpressible gift. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you so much for this opportunity that we have to think about just how wonderfully amazing the gift of Jesus Christ is to us. Lord, Paul says it's inexpressible, Lord. We can't even fully express how amazingly wonderful the gift of Jesus is. So would you help us to do that? Would you help us to think about Christ in this moment and the grace that you've shown us in him? We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So if you were to ask 10-year-old Jody what Christmas is all about, he would tell you it's all about the gifts. Christmas is all about presents. I'm sure some of you here today, maybe some of you are 10 years old or younger, and you think, yes, Christmas is all about the gifts. On average, American families will spend almost $1,000 on Christmas, and Americans will spend together over $950 billion on Christmas gifts this year. That's a lot of gifts. That's a lot of gifts. Christmas, we think, is a season of giving, right? Many people give gifts to those that they love. Many people will donate to charity at this time of year. Many people will even serve the poor among them. And all of these are good things, but Christmas is not primarily about the ways that we can be generous. They might think, haven't we just spent three weeks talking about how we, as God's people, should be generous? Isn't Christmas the season of being generous? How can you say it's not primarily about the ways we can be generous? Well, because Christmas is primarily about how God has been generous to us. You see, the heart of the Christian faith is not what we can do for God. The Christian faith is all about what God has done for us. Christmas is not about gifts. Christmas is about the gift, the gift of God's grace in the face of Jesus Christ. You see, we've come to God's word today, and this short little verse is reminding us what our faith is all about. Thanks be to God for his inexpressible gift. Paul has spent all of chapters 8 and 9 talking about this offering that he's collecting for the poor in Jerusalem. And it's a wonderful thing that they're doing. But Paul knows that doing this good thing, collecting this money, is not what the gospel is primarily about. The gospel is about God's gift to us in Christ. So as he calls them and us to be generous and to give cheerfully, he reminds them at the very end here 
that they should do so because God has been generous to us first. God has already given us the greatest gift. And so my prayer for us today is that we would be reminded that the gift of God's grace in Jesus always comes first. Yes, I want us to be generous people. Yes, I want us to give cheerfully, but I want us to do it not because of guilt, but because we are overwhelmed by the gift of grace in Jesus Christ. Notice Paul calls it the inexpressible gift. It's just too wonderful for words. I mean, we could talk for hours and hours and not run out of things to say about this gift. In fact, we could spend our entire lives giving thanks and, for, and praise and we would not run out of reasons to do so because of this gift. The gift of grace in Jesus is inexpressible. And I want us to see today just three reasons why. First, the gift is undeserved. The gift is undeserved. Paul mentions this gift here at the end of chapter 9, and, and maybe you're thinking, what exactly does he have in mind? Doesn't James tell us that every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father? Aren't we surrounded by amazing gifts of God every moment of every day? What's he talking about? Well, back in verse 14, he mentions the surpassing grace of God upon the Corinthian church. Okay, so it's a, a gift of grace, but what gift of grace? Isn't every gift a gift of grace? Well, look back at chapter 8, verse 9. Brian mentioned it at the beginning of the service. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, so that you by his poverty might become rich. That's the gift of grace that he is praising God for. The gift of grace is Jesus' poverty for us. He left heaven and he took on flesh. He laid down his life on the cross. You see, Paul isn't just thinking about God's grace in general. He's talking about the gift of grace from God in Jesus Christ through the person and the work of our Lord. And why would Jesus be willing to do that for us? Because of his grace, right? Do you know what grace is? We use that word a lot, don't we? What does grace mean? Well, put simply, it means undeserved blessing. You see, God is holy and righteous and just, and we are sinful. We are rebellious. We are ungrateful. But listen, God loves us in spite of us. And in Christ, he has lavished us with grace. Grace is not something we earn. It's not something that we merit for ourselves. It's not something we deserve. It's the fullest outpouring of God's blessing that comes to us because of Jesus and in spite of us. Paul would say it like this in Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and it is not your own doing. It is the gift of God, not a result of works, so that no one may boast. Salvation comes to us as a gift. It's not something that we earn by going to church on Christmas or by reading our Bible all year or by praying at night. 
It's not something we deserve just by all the good things we can do. It's a gift, a gift of grace. And that's what makes this gift so inexpressible. You know, when I think about my life, I can't help but be overwhelmed by the grace of Jesus. I didn't grow up in church. I knew enough about Christians to know that I didn't want to be one. And I knew enough about the Bible to know I didn't want anything to do with Jesus. And in my pride and selfishness, I was headed straight to hell. But God saved me. God loved me in spite of me. He saved me, and he saved me by grace. He didn't look at me and say, wow, look at that guy. He's, look at how much he's done, or look at how great he is. No, Jesus saw me at my worst, lost in my rebellion and dead in my sin, and he loved me in spite of me. That's grace. That's amazing grace. And listen, that's the same grace that everyone who is in Christ has received, an undeserved grace. The gift of Jesus is inexpressible because it's undeserved. A second reason, the gift is unending. It's unending. We saw last week that Paul is confident that the grace of Jesus will never run out. Back in verse 8, Paul says that God is able to make all grace abound even when we give our money away. Paul knows the grace of God will not run out. His grace will be enough for us. And he celebrates that grace that will never end. You know, Jesus talked about this too with a Samaritan woman at a well. Jesus is passing through Samaria and he's thirsty. So he goes to a well and he finds a woman there, and he asks her to give him a drink. But listen, she's shocked. And not because that's a weird thing to ask, but because he's a Jew, and she's a Samaritan, and the Jews don't talk to Samaritans, especially Samaritan women. But Jesus doesn't care about that. He's thirsty. And so listen to their interaction in John 4. The Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, a Jew, ask me for a drink, a woman of Samaria? For the Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. And Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Jesus calls himself the gift of God. And he's telling this woman, that, listen, if you come to me, you can have living water. In Jesus, she can be saved and forgiven. She can receive grace upon grace. She can be welcomed into the family of God. In Christ, we have living water that will never fail. Living water that will never run dry. It will never end. You see, the grace of this gift in Christ Jesus will never end. You see, if there's coming a day, if there's a day, even if it's millions of years into the future, when his grace for us will stop, then listen, the gospel is not true. It's not good news. If there's a day, even if it's millions of, of years into the future where God will say, that's enough grace, 
I'm done giving you grace, then the gospel is not true. And it's not good news. If there's a day coming where we will stand on our own, not covered by the grace of Jesus, then the gospel is not good news. It is not true. But we know it is true and it is good news. So we can be confident that the grace of Jesus will never end. We can be confident that his grace will be upon us today. And it will be upon us tomorrow. And the day after that and the day after that, forever, we will spend eternity stepping into one more moment covered by the grace of Jesus. The gift of God is inexpressible because it is unending. The gift is unending. Number three, a third way. This gift is so amazing. The gift is unmatched. You know, we've spent four weeks now looking through this, second, this section of 2 Corinthians on giving. And it can be easy to think that Paul is just talking about money here. But as we've seen, Paul is quick to connect the giving to the gospel of God. God is the most generous giver that there is. He's the most honorable giver that there is. He's the most cheerful giver that there is. God loves to give gifts to his people. But what is the greatest gift? Think about it. What's the greatest gift that God could give to us? What gift of God stands above all others? What gift of his is unmatched? You know, it can be easy to think about all that God has done for us and, and miss the greatest gift. Yes, salvation is amazing. Forgiveness in Christ is an amazing gift. Eternal life forever in heaven is an amazing gift. But listen, there's a gift that stands above even all of these. Listen to Romans 3, 23 and 24. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God and are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Notice he says we are justified by grace as a gift. Justification is that amazing declaration that our sins have been paid for and we are no longer guilty. Jesus died to pay the debt of our sin and we are free. But justification is more than just a declaration. It's a commitment from God. Yes, God declares that we are forgiven, but he also commits himself to us. Justification is about belonging to God. We've been freed from our sins and now we belong to him. You see, the greatest gift of the gospel is not forgiveness. It's not salvation. It's not eternal life. It's not even heaven. The greatest gift of the gospel is God himself. The gift of grace in Jesus is so inexpressible because it's the gift of God himself to us. You see, in Christ Jesus, God is giving himself this unmatched gift of grace to us. Jesus was born so that he might bring us to God. He lived a life we could never live to bring us to God. He went to the cross to pay for our sins so that we might be brought to God. And Jesus rose on the third day to bring us to God. 
the great plan of redemption was never just about forgiving our sins. It was never just about getting us to heaven when we die. The great plan of redemption in Christ has always been about getting us to God himself. The gift of God's grace is inexpressible because we get God. We get to treasure him forever in Jesus. Listen, forgiveness is nothing compared to Jesus. Freedom from our sin is nothing compared to Jesus. Hope for the future is nothing compared to Jesus. Heaven's glories are nothing compared to Jesus. Listen, there are so many amazing benefits of the gospel and praise God for all of them. But none of them come close to Jesus himself. He's the greatest reward of the gospel. He is the unfading treasure. He is the unmatched gift of God. The gift of God is inexpressible because it is unmatched. Thanks be to God for this inexpressible gift. So what do we do with this gift? If the gift of God's grace in Jesus is undeserved and it's unending and it's unmatched, then what should we do? Well, first of all, receive the gift. Maybe you've never received the gift of grace in Jesus. Maybe you think that you're good enough. Hey, I'm a good enough person. God's good with me. I'm good with God. Or maybe you think that there's no way that you're good enough. You've done so many bad things, there's no way God could love you. Friends, the gift of grace is free. I mean, think about it. You don't open presents on Christmas and then ask them, hey, hey, what do I owe you for these? They're gifts. They're free. They're given to you freely. Listen, Jesus has already paid for the gift by his life and his death and his resurrection. And all you have to do is receive the gift. Receiving this gift is as simple as turning and trusting and treasuring. You turn from your sin and you trust in the life and death and resurrection of Jesus and you treasure him. If you've never done that, would you do that today for the first time? Would you receive the gift of grace? It doesn't matter if you're eight or 80, rich or poor, what you've done, it doesn't matter. We must all confess that Jesus is Lord. And so don't leave here today not receiving this great gift from God. Come to Jesus today and be saved. Receive the gift. Now, if you have received the gift, well, what do we do now? Well, we cherish the gift. What do you do with the gift that's just so amazing? You cling to it. You rejoice in it. You cherish it. Brothers and sisters, God is calling us to cherish the gift of grace in Jesus. Listen, don't ever lose sight of how amazing this gift really is. Don't believe the lie that, yeah, Jesus is good, but surely there's something better out there than him. Don't let your hearts be filled with lesser treasures. Cherish the gift of grace in Jesus Christ. So fill your heart and your mind with the fullness of this grace. Search the word for the unsearchable riches of Christ. 
Tell others the tale of his grace in your life. Love him, serve him, adore him, treasure him. Treasure the gift of God that is yours in Christ. And lastly, give him thanks for the gift. What do you do with the gift that's just too wonderful? You give thanks for that gift. Paul finishes chapter 9 with thanksgiving. He can't help but give praise and thanks to God for the gift of Jesus. And we should do the same. Because you see, this gift is not ultimately about us. Yes, God loves us. Yes, his grace is for us. But in the end, it's a gift for his glory. The gift doesn't prove how great we are. It proves how great he is. And in the end, Jesus is the one who will receive all the glory and all the honor, all the praise and all the thanksgiving. So brothers and sisters, let's give thanks to God for this inexpressible gift. Thank him for the undeserved blessings. Thank him for the unending grace. Thank him for the unmatched gift of God himself. Let's thank him for loving us in spite of us. Let's thank him for never giving up on us. And let's thank him for giving us the opportunity to love and treasure Jesus Christ forever. Thanks be to God for his inexpressible gift. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you so much for this gift of grace that is undeserved, it's unending, it's unmatched. God, help us to see and believe that today. God, if anyone has never received the gift, I pray that today would be the day of salvation. Today would be the day that they would receive the gifts. They would turn from their sins, trust in Christ, and live a life of treasuring him. Help us, for those of us who have given our lives to Christ and received the gifts, help us to, to cherish that gift. Don't let us give our hearts and our lives away to lesser Things let us love and treasure Christ above all. And God, help us to be thankful. Help us to thank you and praise you for this inexpressible gift. And we pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen.